I especially remember listening to um, in the car, listening to the greatest hits, listening to the third disc of tracks, Born in the USA, listening to the Live in New York City album. And then once The Rising came out, you know, especially being from Long Island, um, that was like all we listened to for, for a very long time. So that you know, album has like a big significance to you know basically everyone from who was touched by who was affected by um, 9/11. everyone and welcome to a new episode of set lusting bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson joining me today is um a new fan a new friend uh timothy berger welcome to the show thanks jesse happy to be here yeah so tell my audience a little about yourself so i'm from long island originally Uh, i live in manhattan now um I went to Notre Dame for my undergrad and graduated in May of 2019. I uh, had a great experience, uh, grateful for the education I got, the friends I made. Um, and I've been a Bruce fan basically as long as I can, can remember. Um, and, you know, he's been such an important part of my life. Um, so, you know, thrilled to be here and to talk about him. You had sent an email saying that you had listened to a couple episodes and wanted to share your story. So I was thrilled we could meet. Uh, what did you study at Notre Dame? So I studied finance and political science. Okay, very nice. Um, and I work in finance now. Okay, good. Yeah. How's the yeah. pandemic treating you? Uh, it's been interesting. So um, I actually switched jobs during it. Um, I switched jobs in September. Um, and, you know, I'm loving my new job. So very grateful for uh, the experience I'm having there. And um I'm lucky. I'm the only one of my family who has yet to get the virus. Uh, both wow. my younger siblings and parents got it um, actually like right before Christmas. So I wound up going to spend it with my grandma, um, which actually wound up being a blessing. So, uh, but yeah, very lucky that I've uh, you know gotten through the pandemic so far uh, unscathed. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been an interesting experience, you know, especially being in New York where things are so bad and uh, yeah. this spring. But um, you know, fortunately, like even though case counts are higher, uh, I think hospitalizations and deaths are not as bad as they were. Yeah. So, are you working from home? Yeah, I am. Um, I have been the whole pandemic, and it seems like you know we will be at least until things are, you know, pretty. Um, you know, at at a good level in terms of vaccination rates and new cases. Yeah. How is your, um, and so your, your family and siblings are fine now? Yeah, everyone got through it um, pretty well. I think actually the one who had it worse is probably my little brother who's 17. Um, wow. But even, even with him, it wasn't too bad. It was just like, you know, bad case of the flu. Um, but yeah, so um, all of them, you know, got through it. No problem. So very, very grateful for that. Well, good. Well, um, Timothy, we always like to start at the beginning. So talk about growing up. Where did you grow up? You said Long Island? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my dad's from Jersey. Um, okay. So, you know, Bruce is always a big part of his life. I think he's seen him uh, probably close to 100 times. Okay. And, um, like, you know, some of my most vivid memories for me, like a real little kid, like, you know, three, four, and five, or, you know, all about Bruce. Like, I remember... I especially remember listening to, um, in the car, listening to the greatest hits, mm-hmm. listening to the third disc of tracks, oh, wow. listening to Born in the USA, um, listening to the Live in New York City album. And then once The Rising came out, you know, especially being from Long Island, um, that was like all we listened to for, for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. So that you know, album has like a big significance to, you know, basically everyone from who was touched by, who was affected by, um, 9-11. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, tr- I'm looking. Uh, disc three is one of my favorite discs. Um, I love uh, My Love Will Not Let You Down, Lion's Den, Rockaway of the Days, 
So uh, the wish is on there. Yeah, that's that's a pretty decent. Yeah. That's a pretty solid uh, CD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fr- I think Frankie on that. Um, that to me is, I think, one of my favorite Bruce songs. And uh-huh. I, I think flies in the radar. I mean, I've never seen uh, him do that one live, but. I've seen videos of him do it on YouTube and, um, you know, like, I feel like he always introduces it by saying, like, I feel like we should do this more often. Yeah. Um, cause like it, it really is, um, a great song, but, um, so yeah, so like, I, I remembered listening to the third disc, like as a kid, but never like really got into tracks, I guess, until probably college, but, you know, discovering that side of his music that, you know, he, um, you know, kept these songs on the shelf when, um, you know, like some of really, really good songs that um, like he definitely could have included on albums if he, you know, wanted to. Um, I just thought that was, you know, such an interesting thing, an impressive thing about him as an artist. So, Timothy, one of the questions I always ask is if you can articulate what about Bruce's music spoke to you. But in your case, this you just grew up with this, right? It was just in your it was in the atmosphere you breathe. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it, um, that's, that's, I guess like, you know, an interesting thing that, you know, like, obviously like when you're like, like a, a four-year-old kid, um, like it's kind of hard for it to have meaning. Um, but I guess like the first time that I really felt that it had significance is when I was, you know, I guess the, the rising came out in 2002. So I was, I was five in 2002. Um, and, you know, I, I don't remember the day of 9-11. I was, I was four when it happened. Um, but I, like, you know, I, I guess it's kind of hard. And, like, didn't fully understand it even, you know, in the aftermath. Um, but, like, you know, I, like, like my, dad's, uh, my dad's best friend died in the towers. Um, like, a lot of people in my town were lost. So, um, you know, but, like, didn't really understand it. But then when the rising came out and like, you know, I, I saw like the effect it had on my parents um, and, you know, my extended family too, of just like, you know, just the hope that it, it brought, um, you know, so that, you know, really like, you know, seeing it through that lens, like had a big impact on me. And then I guess like, you know, obviously like there is such a, a broad catalog of music and so many different songs with, with so many different meanings, but I guess like the one, uh common thread to all of it has just been like it's such an important bond for not not only my immediate family but my extended family too like my mom's one of five and all four of her siblings um and their spouses and you know all my cousins like are all all love bruce so like at all of our family parties i was listening to him and then like it's also been like a big uh thing for me and a lot of my friends like both friends that were into him before we met and then friends that i got into him so um that's, you know, been, um, you know, like such an important, it's been, it's been such an important part of a lot of personal relationships, which, um, you know, it's, it's been great. And like, you know, me, me and my uncle Matt always joke, um, every time we listen to him, we're always like, we do not deserve him. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, sometimes I feel that way. Like, it's just like, yeah. um, like when you listen to like, you know, I guess, um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Just like, but like a, a song, like, um, like, like my, my, my uncle Matt loves the ties that bind. Okay. Um, and just like, yeah, that's such a good song. And, um, like it's so, it's so different than a, you know, a, um, like a backstreets. Yeah. Um, and like, he, he is just, he can say so many different things in so many different songs. So, what I guess I'd like to talk a little bit about Timothy is that, you know, you've grown up with this music and it's kind of just, you know, just, it's the background of your family, but then did you, did you go exploring things yourself? Like, did you pick up other albums and, and go explore and kind of, did you go on your own personal Springsteen journey? Yeah, definitely. So like, that was, I guess, like where I started. And then I guess like, you know, um, once, you know, we discovered, I discovered iTunes and eventually Spotify was able to branch out. Like I really was like, as I said earlier, I wasn't really familiar with, um, tracks and also wasn't familiar with like a lot of his solo albums, like, uh, um, Nebraska. And I honestly think that that and tunnel of love, 
uh, the, the latter, especially like I really discovered that, you know, toward the end of my college years. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, you know, had glossed over it, but that is one of the albums that, um, you know, just every song on the album, like so intense, especially like, you know, the stuff he was going through with, with his marriage. Yes. Um, and you know, like the, the popular songs on it, like, um, like, like the title track and, yeah. um, like, you know, are great, but then like the, the deeper cuts, like I think one step up, um, like the, the line bird on a wire outside my motel room, he ain't singing like, Oh, I yeah. just, you know, I had, a, I had a guy a couple of years ago on the podcast and he said, he believed you couldn't, you couldn't appreciate ton of love till you've either had your heart broken a couple of times or you've lived some years in a marriage. And um, I do think it is a, you know, it's a different kind of album, especially after born in the USA, you know, you go tunnel of love, a totally shift of what, oh, yeah. you know, he's trying to tell. And it is a personal album. Um, so you've, is it a family affair when he's touring? So I, I've seen him seven times. Fortunately, okay. the first time I went was on the rising tour when I was, okay. I think either five or six. Oh, how fun. Um, I guess it was, I think it was the summer of 2003. So I would have been six. Oh. Um, I saw him at giant stadium and I, I vaguely remember that. Um, but it was, I remember it being great. And then I saw him again on the magic tour when I was probably 11. Um, also at giant stadium. I saw him on a working on a dream tour at the Coliseum when I was 12, I saw him at the garden. Um, and all those times with my dad. Um, and then on the wrecking ball tour, I went, um, see him at the garden with like my entire extended family. And it was funny cause we're taking the Long Island Railroad in and um, like, you know, we had two blocks of tickets. So like we were yeah. trying to figure out who's going to sit with whom. Um, and someone eventually figured out, like, I think it was maybe four and um, like six and someone figured out like, Oh, there are four guys and six mm -hmm. girls. So we did. Oh, guys and girls. So I was with like, you know, my dad and my uncles um, and it was, it was so much fun. Um, and at that, so I know you mentioned you love lines, Dan off. Yeah. Of, track disc three and he played that at, oh wow um, that concert which like you know you, you'd never expect and, no um, no that would yeah that's that on great. my checklist as we're going to talk a little bit of songs you're chasing that would be on my checklist of rarities i'd mm -hmm. want to hear um so timothy what is the first new album that you kind of you embraced like like I'm thinking when magic comes out, you may be excited because your dad's excited. There's a new album. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're, Oh, good. You're enjoying that. But can you think of what album of when Bruce released that you kind of independently of your family was just excited to pick up and listen to and enjoy? I would probably say, I guess it'd be working on a dream. Okay. Um, either that or Wrecking Ball. Okay. Um, cause yeah, like I definitely remember uh, to, to what you were saying, I definitely remember magic being more like a, as you were saying, like a family affair. It was more like my dad yeah. was like, Oh, Bruce's new album. Like, um, but yeah, so I definitely remember that for working on a dream and, um, Wrecking Ball and working on a dream. Don't run. I like the album and I think there's some good songs on it. I liked it a lot more. 11 years ago or 12 years ago now, sure. I guess 2009. Then I do now. Um, like I think there are some good songs on it. Um, and, and wrecking ball, I feel like has a little bit more staying power. Um, I think so. I think that's a fair segment. Like I think, um, I think Rocky Ground's a really, really good song. I yeah. think, um, we take care of our own is a good one. Um, a couple other good ones on that, but honestly, like, I thought um, "Letter to You" like that, like so many good songs on that, like "Ghosts," like that song gets me going. I love that song. Um, yeah. Like I, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, I was like, I mean, like I haven't like you know sat down with a pen and paper 
but I was like, I think if I were like, it would probably be in like, I don't know, my top 30 or 40 like Springsteen songs period. Like I love that song. Yeah. And the, the thing that I loved about that album was like, he took some songs, like if I were the priest and song for orphans, they're like almost 50 years old. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, taking these new songs that he just wrote. Um, and you know, and, and it doesn't like the older ones don't necessarily stick out like a sore thumb. Um, and I really liked like both the older songs on that and the new ones. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked Western stars a lot too. Like my uncle, uh, my uncle Matt, who I, who I mentioned previously, um, I, sometimes he's like that, that might be my favorite Springsteen album, which, yeah. I mean, I, I don't agree with, but I, I, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, yeah. it wasn't really something, you know, you'd expect from him. Um, but, you know, I guess that goes to what I was saying earlier that, you know, he just has a lot like, um, Later in high school, I, you know, kind of discovered American folk music, like got into Pete Seeger and Bob Dylan. And I guess like, you know, backtracked and then realized like, oh, Springsteen had an album of Pete Seeger songs. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like super different than like what he had done. But I, I, I love the Seeger sessions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I'm thinking... I, my first show was a rising show too. Mm -hmm. I was yeah, I remember a, hearing that. I was a few years older than you. Uh, <laughs> and um, so when Devils and Dust came out, um, I I played that CD over and over and over again. And then so when I had tickets to go see the Devils and Dust tour, I was ready. I like, I had felt like I'd done mm -hmm. my homework. I was ready. Whatever songs he played from devils and dust, I'm going to be there. So, um, I think, I think similar to you saying about working on a dream at the time, I loved devils and dust a lot more than I do now. I still like a lot of the songs on there, but it had such an emotional attachment to me because it was the first kind of, one that was fresh to me, you know, that I, I had, this was not something everyone else had heard already. I was learning it at the same time as everyone else. Yeah. And falling in love mm -hmm. with those songs at the same time as everyone else. Yeah. So you so those songs, what, what are, cause I, I like that. I, I mean, it's not, it's not my favorite, but I do think yeah. there are some great songs on it. What, what are some of your favorite songs off that one? So um, I love long time coming. Um, that's a great song yeah um i actually you know um in one of the latest archive releases there's a whole band version of devils and dust and that was really cool to hear oh. yeah it's really nice i think it was the st paul minnesota show that they released on the wrecking ball tour they did a full band version of devils and dust um i really like maria's bed you know just that joy of like mm. and i'm gonna be um, so, um, so yeah, I think those are pretty good. I, um, and I, I think it's, it's interesting because I was expecting kind of Nebraska again, but there actually mm -hmm. is some arrangements and other instruments on Devils and Dust, not just, you know, cause you'd always heard. And when you get Nebraska the first time, right, it's just him and his guitar basically, and Devils mm -hmm. and Dust had a little bit more things to it. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Did, I love Jesus was an only son. Yes, and that that's yeah, the one I'm not ten, thinking about. Yes. Ten song. Um especially as you know, someone who went to Notre Dame and I went to the high school I went to, Shamanad was run by the uh Society of Mary. So, you know, okay. I've always had a, you know, strong devotion to the Blessed Mother and you know, just that picture he paints is, you know, an intense one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I can't believe I forgot about that one. It is, um, you know, um, and hearing him talk the story, right, about how it's the humanity, you know, him talking about, well, you know, I could buy that little bar, in, uh, you know, at Galilee, and Mary could tend bar on the weekends, you know, yeah. or, you know, I could tend bars, and I could leave the preaching for the weekends, you know, and just this idea that um, Jesus being tempted in you know i know there uh scorsese did write the last temptation of christ a, a film all about christ being um tempted to go live a you know a human life 
And I think Bruce did that better in that song, that little talk. I don't know if you've seen it, like in Storytellers, when he talks about that. You know, he he shares that story. I haven't seen that, no. Yeah, you should. You would really appreciate it because it talks about the humanity of how Jesus would look at that. Yeah. Sorry, my headphones just disconnected. Uh, That's okay. Can you hear now? Hear now? How about it now? But now. Uh, yeah, I, can, I got you now. Okay, good deal. Good deal. All right. Sorry about that. No, no, no. That's okay. Make a note that um, edit. Okay. Um, so you already mentioned one story from the road where you know you guys and the gals. Um, other mm-hmm. stories about um, you know shows. I guess so. The other one that I'd have to say, um, which is from that one. Um, is like, you know, so my, um, uncle came, my uncle Matt came up from Philly. Um, and we were like, you know, going through, um, like setlist.com or, or whoever tracks it. Yeah. Um, and, um, like, you know, almost every show before he was opening with either wrecking ball or we take care of our own. Right. So we're like, you know, discussing like, which one do you think it's going to be? And then, um, we get there. And he opens with Badlands. <laughs> and like, to me, like, if, if you were to, you know, she weighs 300 some odd songs. And if you were to ask me to pick one that I'd want to see him open with, I, I think it's Badlands every day of the week. Um, and that's just, you know, such a great way to start out a show. And then right before, um, like, so we, we went to dinner in the city um, right before the concert, my uncle Joe um, like, you know, stopped everyone and made an announcement. He was like, I just want to let everybody know, um, that if he plays jungle Land tonight, I'm going to jump to my death. I, I will have no reason to continue living. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, he's like a very serious guy, but like, that's a sense yeah. of humor. So, um, I always like think about that and that always makes me laugh. Did you get um, jungle Land that night? No, we didn't. So I guess yeah. to, to that's uh, why jump on your alive. question. Yeah. That's on my, that's like that, that, that's probably my favorite song yeah and i've never at all seven i've never seen it so oh, how, that's that's interesting mm-hmm. so i have a badland story for you so um we're driving down to go to i can't remember if it's magic working on the dream one of the shows one of them was in dallas and the other one was in houston okay he mm-hmm. went to either houston or dallas and um so i can't remember which it was and i could look it up if we need to but th- the point of the story it's not important but we're driving to houston and so one of my best friends sam who is my springsteen buddy right we go to lunch Mm -hmm. back when we worked together we went to lunch every day you know east street radios on the radio uh he and i now then um haven't worked in the same company probably five six years and we still meet either every week or every other week for lunch so just truly one of my best friends and so we're driving down in Houston, Dallas to Houston, about a four hour drive. So mm-hmm. we're driving and it's a boring drive. It's just straight 45 straight down. And so we've got East Street Radio and Sam starts complaining about, OK, they say it's random, but there are songs you just hear all the freaking time. Like, I can't believe how often we have to hear Badlands on this rotation. I'm tired of hearing Badlands. And like, you know, so they do a live show and they're doing a live version of Badlands. He's like, damn it. I'm so tired of Badlands. So we get to the Houston arena. We get, you know, we we have a good meal together. We get there. We settled in. You know, we got our seats plenty of time. Darkness band comes out and they break into badlands <laughs> and sam looks at me like really really you're effing kidding me <laughs> you know and i'm i'm just rolling because like the whole audience is like you yes badlands yes and he's like really what are you you were you were taunting me springsteen so uh, that that he still we still joke about that all the time so that's great you've talked a little bit about it but what are 
albums and songs that mean to you. You go Jungerland, we're going to talk in a little bit about songs you're chasing, but you know, you're getting through life and are there songs and albums that you go to routinely to help you cope with things? Um, so I remember listening to Tunnel of Love, which you know, is like an intense album and like kind of depressing at points, but um, I like would, you know, like if it were like a particularly late night at work, I remember throwing that on. Um, you know, I guess it's not necessarily the most uplifting, um, but I guess, and you know, I guess like, you know, you were saying, if you really want to understand it, you, you should have lived through a tough marriage or a couple broken hearts, yeah. either of which I have lived through. But I guess like, you know, I got the feeling like, you know, like he, you know, is saying like, you know, you know, sometimes things aren't going the way you want them to go and then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like particular, like, um, I know like in, in the song, um, when, when you're alone, he says there, there are things that I'll knock you down. You don't even see coming and send you crying like a baby back home, which I know was directed at the person in his relationship. It's not talking about it. It's not, he's not speaking in the second person, but I kind of like, you know, kind of feel like that. Like, you know, I just love backstreets. I guess like, you know, that isn't, that isn't like, you know, it doesn't like, it's not an experience that I've lived through, like, you know, a heartbreak on the Jersey shore. Yeah. Um, but I love like the old, uh, like the late seventies live versions of it. When he do that, like sad eyes interlude sure. with like maybe parts of what would become drive all night. Mary's place. I love, like, you know, I guess that goes back to, you know, yeah. like, you know, we, I, I believe she, you know, you know, she's the queen of heaven. Like, you know, that, yeah. that's where we, we all could go one day. Um, that's one of and, the songs that I, I really loved Mary's place. And, um, but I had not really, when I saw the rising tour, I had not listened to the album over and over again. And so that's one of the things I regret is I've seen it from my first show, but I would love to see it again. I would love just to appreciate Mary's place again, the whole long and introducing the band, mm-hmm. everything. I, yeah. you know, when I, when I hear that either hear it on YouTube or I'm hear it like on an archive, you know, I'm like, Oh man, I'd love to experience that. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, I have gotten to see that a couple of times live. Which, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's such a, such a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, he's got so many great, and then yeah, obviously, like, uh, like born born to run is kind of like my staple. Sure, like, listen to that all the time. Yeah. Um, as I'm sure it's for most people, like love wild, innocent, love darkness, yeah. the river. I, honestly, everything. Um, mm-hmm. You've talked a little bit about letter to you, but when you you what were your thoughts when you heard he was going to put out a new album? I was surprised. Like you know, partly it was like just like I was like he did just like you know um released into it like a year ago um right. and what high hopes came out in 2014 like, yeah. like that was like five years like i really wasn't expecting it and then you know when you hear the stories about how he he and the band recorded it in five days um yeah. it was surprising um and you know I, I hear he says um like you know he has a surprise in store this year it's not touring which i think probably makes sense like sure, i think absolutely. even if he wanted to probably wouldn't be happening anyway and you know everyone's saying like is it tracks too yeah. um but part like i i tweeted this but i was like does it like should we rule out that it, it's not a new album like i was like no one would have expected him to put letter to you out but like you know i mean i i, I hope the guy lives forever but you know yeah unless he figures something out, you know, it, it comes for all of us at one point. Um, and I think, you know, he probably knows like, you know, he's getting to, you know, he's over 70 now. Um, and I feel like, you know, I don't, I I, like, you know, if he wants to put material out, he can, and maybe he is, you know, has something in the works because they recorded, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they recorded letter to you in November of 2019. Yes. So they released it almost a year after they, Right. They released it almost a year after they recorded it. So yeah. I feel like it's, you know, not unreasonable to, I maybe, maybe it is unreasonable, but I feel like it's not outlandish. So. Well, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, I don't think the smart one money would be on a new album, but yeah. I also don't think it's totally crazy um, because you think about it, right. Uh, Nebraska was just him, a guitar, 
and you know a tape recorder and so he certainly has more than that and they have been in lockdown you know all this time so who's not to say he didn't have a a set of songs that was kind of speaking to him and he played with them april may june you know this during this lockdown in between doing you know the radio shows and he might surprise us right yeah Um, yeah i think the big money uh, you're right because he has mentioned you know he has flat said that yes track two i mean he's mentioned going tracks two uh i know a lot of people think of born in the usa you know box set to kind of cover Mm -hmm. that would be interesting um I don't know. It, it 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 is it is idea to think how cool. I don't think it'll be live part two because that's what the archive sets have been. But that you know, who knows what he's going to do? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and I mean, it'll, it'll be good regardless of what it is. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what do you think what's the future for you and your fandom what what do you besides wanting to see him in 2022 um what 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 do you think do you do you picture um finding a significant other having them forcing them to listen to bruce and raising little kids to you know like a third generation uh springsteen family you know i would hope so um like i remember I was talking to, you know, some of my high school friends and we were saying like um, how exciting it would be to, you know, be able to like introduce a little kid to Springsteen and, you yeah. know, brainwash them from yes. the early days, like, like my parents did to me um, and for which I'm very grateful. Um, just cause yeah, like um, it's, you know, it's such a, such a powerful body of music and i think you know yeah so i, I don't know if i'd have to the significant other would have to be brainwashed yes. um into the springsteen fan or if she already would be a fan but um yeah. i would hope she would at least enjoy it and tolerate yeah. tolerate mine are you able to separate your love of bruce and his music away from your family because it has been such a big part of your life oh yeah definitely like you know i think it's at the point um like probably when I got to high school, I guess like to your earlier question, like, so as I got through high school and I guess when I, when I really started to get into other music, like the first band that I seriously got into aside from um, Bruce is the Beatles. And that was when I was in seventh grade. Um, okay. And then, you know, it's funny cause like, and then like throughout high school, I got into a bunch of different stuff. Like, you know, got into Dylan eventually wound up getting into beach boys and um mm-hmm. like you know i guess by default like you know you get into phil specter and stuff like that and then got into roy orbison and then i stumbled upon the quote um i don't know if bruce said this about the album or if someone said it about him but i th- I think he said i made born to run i wanted it to sound like it was produced by phil specter with lyrics written by um bob dylan and sung by roy orbison right and you know after like you know seeing what all that music is like and then and then I, I think a critic said this so it's not my but it's like you know like it doesn't sound like it was produced by like it, it doesn't like sound like it was written by dylan and, and bruce doesn't sound like roy orbison but it's something incredible like you know to, nonetheless to, and he yeah uniquely made something incredible yeah and i do um, think that's kind of cool his thought process right to think of that and to go there and he wears his influences well you know, where he, he doesn't copy them. He kind of takes them and makes them his own. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've mentioned already Jungle Land is one you're chasing. What are other songs that you uh, have not got to hear live that you want to hear? I haven't seen Incident on 57th Street live. I love that song. Okay. I'd love to see that live. And then the added bonus would be seeing Rosalita right after it. Yes. Um which, you know, that, that, that's like a crown jewel. Um, i trying to think of what else. Um, I'd love to see Thundercrack live. I think that'd be a great live one. I would love um, that too. But it, I mean, it is fun. a great one. I've seen like the videos, but, you know, I've yeah. never seen it in person. Um, 
And then I, I mentioned this earlier, but Frankie, I'd love to see live. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, like, like I, 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 like, I'd love to see Ghost live, like the next time he yeah. tours. Um, and like yeah. a bunch of the songs off the new album. Um, and even like a couple from Western Stars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, you know, I think we're all really desperate to hear that. Um, I was convinced that Burning Train is the perfect song to set off the set. Like I could just picture them, you know, walking on stage and going that. But then after watching Saturday Night Live, I could see Ghosts would be a great way to kick it so off. I actually, I feel bad saying this. I didn't think it was that good. Okay. The Saturday Night Live performance, which like, I feel bad saying that. Um, and it's like, look, it's like, you know, it's like they haven't, you know, toured as a band since what, 2014, maybe 2015. Um, so it's been yeah six years. Um, and like, yeah, and it's like, that, that's not like the kind of crowd they used to play in front of. And it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure like, you know, come 12 months from now when they're touring in 2022, mm-hmm. like it's going to knock all of our socks off. Um, but yeah, no, I do think like, I think Ghost is like the perfect song to open, especially just that I'm alive after everything we've been through for what is probably going to wind up being 18 months of this. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. I, you know, I think, there were, you know, they hadn't rehearsed that much. And I think his voice was a little off on the first song. And then yeah. by the middle, it was better. Um, I get it. I also think it's live. And I don't know how well the sound is coming through my TV, even though I have yeah, a surround true. sound. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I And uh, that's not necessarily, you know, it, it no matter how much you love them and, and love the music, you can have that. Um, you know, there have been times when we've listened uh, to the archive and we go like, maybe he wasn't the strongest voice that night. You know, it's, it's so, yeah, I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, so, okay. Uh, Timothy, what haven't I asked you that I should have? Um, I did think about this one. Okay. So what I think, what I think is an interesting question is what song that isn't his would you want him to play because one thing that i love watching is him do covers of other artists oh that's a great question so do you have a kind of list of two or three covers you'd love to hear um so i think that he would do a great um oh i have one but i forgot it um i had like a a specific one um i love his cover of heat wave by martha and the vandalas i think i love that song. i love his cover of uh um you love to take me higher and higher um, yeah. I love Higher Love by Steve Winwood. I think that'd oh, be yeah, that would be fun to, cool. fun to yeah. hear him do. Um, I'm a big Michael McDonald Yacht Rock guy, so yeah. I'm sure he could do a good uh, What a Fool Believes if he wanted to. Oh, that'd be fun. I think that would be funny. Um, what about you? Well, you know, um, I got to hear him do Jump when he was here in Dallas, which I did not expect to hear that at mm-hmm. all. And when he did that, I was amazed. Um, I loved when he did staying alive, you know, when he that was, was in Australia, yeah, in that Australia, was such a yeah. great version. And um, I had a guy on the show that's a big Bee Gees fan. And he said that that version is what he pictures that if, if they weren't doing it for the movie, that that would be kind of more of a version that the band would have done, you know, Bruce's style. Um, I'm very clear. Um, <laughs> you know, the number one cover I want to hear is Jolie Blanc, uh, because I grew up in Louisiana. Um, mm-hmm. my, my college, I went to school at McNeese state university and that's our fight song. That was the, you know, oh. and the, yeah, the band played, um, uh, Jolie Blanc every time the Cowboys scored a touchdown, you know, <laughs> and, and it's, and it's a totally different style, and what Bruce is, so it doesn't even sound like his version of Jolie Blanc, but it is Jolie Blanc. And um, so I, I know a lot, I've had people pick at me like, really, you'd waste a, a wish on, you know, a on that, on a, but I would, if, you know, if, if I got asked, um, if, 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 if Bruce said, 
you could have one, it would probably be better days because that's something that's, that's, that's a great, I yeah. remember you talking about yeah. significant that yeah. as you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if I had two choices, it'd be better days and Jolie Blanc. So yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> good. Um, well, Hey, um, you know, uh, this has been fun, but, uh, we got to get to the married question before I let you go. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'll, I'll let you introduce it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, if you are not a normal listener to the show, but you're a friend of Timothy's and you're listening to hear him share his love of Bruce. Let me catch you up what the Mary question is. Jay Armstrong is a honors English teacher. He just recently retired in the Philadelphia area. Um, and he would, every year, he would have his seniors in the English class, honors English class, break down Thunder Road. They would talk about the imagery of the song. They'd use the lyrics. They'd talk about um, the themes that Bruce is exploring. And at the end of the two days, um, Jay would look at his class and go, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So, Timothy, that's your question. I think the answer is a definite yes. Okay. Um, like, especially, like, when you look at the album, I think the way it's structured, um, like, you know, like, I feel like, you know, Jungle Land is obviously about New York City. Um, and the first six songs kind of give off a more Jersey vibe. And then meeting across the river, going across the Hudson to the city. And I think, like, you know, a lot of what um, the songs on Born to Run express are, you know, a theme of escape and, you know, thinking there's something better out there and I can get it, you know. Uh, this tower's the bones off your back. It's a death trap. This suicide rap, I got to get out while I'm young. Um, like, you know, that feeling of, you know, there's something else out there that, and I'm going to seize life by it and get out. So I think, and, you know, I, I, the first time I heard this, I thought an interesting thing is so when at the beginning of Jungle Land, when the magic rat and the barefoot girl drive the sleep machine over the, uh, over the Jersey state line, is that uh, the singer of Thunder Road and Mary? Very interesting um, point. Yeah. Which I, I don't, I don't think it necessarily is, but, and then I think like, you know, what happens in Jungle Land is um, like, you know, it doesn't, you know, they, 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 and they, they, they wind up wounded, not even dead. Um, like, you know, it, there's like a lot of despair at the end. And I think so part of what the album is saying is like, you know, there is like, you know, that big theme of escape and trying to get to something better in life. But then I think jungle land kind of says, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a darker side to that. And sometimes things don't always go the way we plan them to, even if we get to where we're trying to get to, um, which I guess like, especially when you think of like what happened to Bruce after um, Born to Run, like, you know, that the struggles he was in between that and um, the, and the, between that and darkness. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think she definitely gets in the car, but I think that the question of whether or not um, things go well after that is still up in the air. And the answer to that is maybe not, but I think she de definitely gets in the car. Very nice. Good answer. Good, good. I appreciate that. I, yeah, I like that. You've got a lot of thought. Good job. Um, so uh, what's next for you? You've you started a new gig. You're trying to, you know, get through the pandemic. Um, what's next for you, Timothy? So I'm actually um, come Saturday, I'm going to Denver for a couple weeks, um, just, you know, work remotely from there. Okay. Hang out with some friends. Um, so that's going to be fun. We're going to go skiing. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, nothing, nothing to, I, I, I try to take things one day at a time. Um, you know, new job's going great. Really Good. liking it. Good team, learning a lot. Um, and, you know, I guess just getting ready for, um, you know, when things can return to normal, um, like my, uh, my grandma's renting a house on fire Island for, um, uh, a month during the summer. So I think we'll probably have some sort of family reunion there. And, um, so I mentioned my, uh, uncle Joe and my uncle Matt, and I'd be yeah. remiss if I didn't mention my, uh, mom's other siblings and I'm sure I'd get threatening texts. So I'll do that now. Um, but my uncle Bob, um, who I've grown very close with over the years, in addition to the rest of my mom's siblings, introduced me to this uh, great Long Island cover band called Rich Mahogany. Okay. Um, so for any listeners that are 
from the New York area, definitely check them out. And um, they, 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 they do a good amount of Bruce, but like, they're just a great party band. Like they play on fire Island. So oh, I'll probably try fine. to go with him. Yeah. Um, and then my cousin, Claire, um, who's my aunt Lori, who's also my godmother. Um, my cousin Claire was a block away. So um, hopefully my aunt Lori, who's my mom's uh, older sister and the fifth of the five that my mom is one of, yeah. um, I'll probably try to get dinner with her soon to the next time she's in the city visiting Claire. So I mentioned all four of them. So I'm, Good, I'm in the you're clear. Covered. Um, yeah. So 2022 Bruce is touring. Uh, you, you know, there in Madison square garden or it met, you know, it met life. Um, there will be a burger contingent, right? There, that everyone will go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause my, cause you know, when, when you have probably, I don't know, uh, however many 15 people all online at once, I think someone's bound to get through and be able to order a block of them. So, um, but yeah, like that, um, cause I, I just see him on the river tour. I went twice alone in college. I couldn't yeah. get anyone to go with me, um, to see him at, uh, the United center in Chicago. And then I was lucky enough to like get tickets for Broadway on Ticketmaster. So they were pricey, but weren't what, what the resale yeah. prices were. Um, so like after that, I was like, Oh, I can't wait. Like, you know, uh, after he did um, Western Stars, I was like, oh, they're, they're actually going to have a tour soon. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, that's been delayed. So, uh, yeah. But that's yeah, I have, a, I have a good friend um, who lives in San Antonio, and I'm trying to get him and Bruce into okay. Bruce. So yeah, if you're nice. ever at a San Antonio concert, um, there you go. I'm trying we'll, to. We'll have to I'll figure talk, that I'll, out. I'll, Absolutely. I'll let you know. And yeah, we, I love I, that. I know, I know that's pretty far from uh, Dallas. Yeah, but, but hey, if we uh, get for Bruce, yeah. there we go. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. That is great. Uh, thank you. So if someone wants to reach you, how can they, Timothy? Uh, Twitter's probably best. So my handle is at T-Burger, spelled like the food, 97. Okay. Um, and yeah, would love to hear if anyone uh, has any thoughts or disagrees with my take on the Mary question. <laughs> no. um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to criticism. Very nice. You know what? Um, I would love to have um, your uncles on with you and kind of share some stories about helping you grow up and everything. So reach out to them and say, hey, we should yeah. do this again. That'd be awesome. fun. No, yeah. yeah. We did um, at my, so I guess another Aunt Lori story at her birthday party a couple of years ago. We all did. A, everyone wrote down their top 10. And yeah. we all went around and shared. Um, so that was a really fun night. Oh, that's so yeah, I'm sure I, I could. I'll definitely text around and um, yeah. see whoever's yeah. interested. And I'm sure I could uh, rally a contingent to come on. That would be kind of fun. That'd be great. You know, I coming up, um, I don't know when this will be out because I'm, you know, I'm, I try to record in advance. But, you know, I've got, um, I've already got like four or five friendship episodes booked for March. Um, I've been able to reach out through the internet and ask people that became friends through Bruce or have stayed friends through Bruce. And uh, I've gotten like four or five episodes of people. Like I had two guys that went to summer school, summer camp together. And then after college, mm -hmm. they refound each other and became friends and they go to shows all the time. And uh, we've got, you know, people that, um, you know, that two people that, uh, a lady that have never gone to show together, but they're both involved politically with fighting hunger. And so they would meet mm -hmm. at conferences and like, oh, you like Bruce? I like Bruce. And then <laughs> bonded this friendship. So uh, that would be cool to do a family podcast. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll text everyone. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. All right, Timothy, thank you. This was great. I really appreciate your time. I hope you had yeah, fun. Yeah, it was great being on. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah, this was a great time. Thank you. All right. Listeners, you stay safe. Remember to social distance. Remember to wash your hands. Remember to wear an effing mask. Let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. And for now, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. 
The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at DFW. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.